Welcome back to another episode of the Think Better with MS podcast. I am your host, Tom, and as always, my co-pilot on this journey is the beautiful lady next to me, who's actually snoozing on the couch right now. <laughs> um, so this is a really great episode for me for a number of reasons, and I don't want to give it too much of a setup. I want to get right into it. I want you to enjoy this. Uh, but this is a sort of benchmark moment because after many, many months, it seems, of schedule conflicts and technical difficulties and just the general shenanigans of life, finally was able to secure a little, little bit of time and I can invite my very good friend Nancy in to the studio and sit down and actually have a conversation together for the podcast and we explore a myriad of topics in this. And it just was such a great experience to sit with a friend who uh, understands very well what I'm going through and this journey. And I also understand to you know the best degree that I can what she is going through. And together, we're just a bunch of goofballs who talk about a lot of things and quite often go off topic and we tend to do that frequently. But this was one <laughs> this was one of our better conversations, I felt. And uh, more or less, we stayed on track until comically at the end, and you'll hear it. Um, we both sort of just fizzled our brains out at around the same time, which makes for a very comical exchange. Um, but without any further ado, this is a conversation with Nancy. Please enjoy. You know, there's an old saying that when life gives you lemons, you make some lemonade. Now, a couple years ago, I was dealt a whole bushel of lemons, but I found myself in an MS support group one day where I met somebody very special and endearing to my heart. And it's my absolute pleasure today to have with me in the recording studio an actual human being <laughs> that I can talk to <laughs> instead of an empty room. And for longtime listeners of the podcast, I might remember you from episode eight, yes. where you very courageously shared your story and your beginning journey with MS. So with no further ado, I would like to introduce or reintroduce somebody who's very um, near and dear to my heart and somebody who I, well, the only judgment I feel is fair to lay on another human being, and the only metric I feel comfortable labeling another human being as is a friend. So everyone, welcome my good friend, Ms. Nancy Walker. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very glad to be back. How are you? I'm very well. Yeah? Yes. You doing good? Yes. Yes, things have been going uh, very well uh, since our last podcast, uh, when I shared my story. Um, things are going really smoothly, steady. Um, so I do an infusion once every six months now for uh, Ocrevus. So that's twice a year. And I also have an MRI that's twice a year. And everything's been going very well. There's been no new enhancing or enlarging lesions. Nice. So everything is really nice and steady. And uh, yeah, everything's going very, very well. So from the last time we heard from you, you have nothing to talk about. All right, you can leave. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I'm joking, of course. Yeah. Um, no, that is fantastic. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So everything's just steady Eddie. Yes. Okay. And for anyone listening who maybe doesn't um, live with MS, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. That is a, I mean, steady Eddie is where you want to be. Yes. Right. Anytime you're saying, this isn't bugging me, I don't have this flaring up, I don't have, you know, you name it. Anytime you could say, you know what, life has been a little boring, um, that's a good thing. It's a very good that's thing. That's a really yes. good thing. Um, and a lot of, you know, normal people, I'm air quoting here, they might say life's boring. Yeah, it is. And that's yeah. that's where we want to stay and be and get to. So I'm so glad to hear that. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um How's everything else going though? Like uh, other than MS, just in general. Life in general, yeah, it's been it's been good. Okay. Yeah, everything's going good. Now, the one thing that we uh, bonded over, or one of the few things we bonded over, was that you uh, are on Ocrebis yes. as a disease modifying uh, therapy, and at the time we met, I was on Rebith, so we did a little conversational contrasting and comparing there. Uh, but in the meantime, I have started. Maven clad. Uh, so I do have the full rebiff experience that under my belt. Um, and Maven clad obviously is, is working okay for me now, but I'm in the middle of it. So I don't know how much I can speak on it other than I'm having relatively little problems with it. Um, would you mind talking about your experience with Ocrevus and sharing with, with anyone, maybe pros, cons, or absolutely. So the Ocrevus starts out with two uh, Tylenol pills. Okay. And then there's a Benadryl infusion. And then you sit for an hour afterwards to see how you're doing. And then it's uh, a six-hour infusion. And then an hour sitting after that. I've been doing so well on it that I did hear once that there is a shorter version. And now I, this last time, well, not two times ago, when I went, I'm actually on the four-hour version of it now, where it's a more concentrated okay. version, where um, obviously it can be infused faster. Okay. And since, again, I have no side effects at all, I've been able to uh, do that, and then I leave, and no, no problems whatsoever. Is that the kind of thing that would be determined by... Uh, well, simply, you'd have to go through it, the process, and then figure out, you know, hey, I'm not having any kind of, um, my body's not reacting differently to it, or, you know, and then they can say, hey, we could get me in the, the speed pass lane. Correct, yeah. because I think it's when they do the monitoring all throughout it. I, oh, I have my blood pressure monitored all okay. throughout the whole time I'm there. Okay. They constantly take the blood pressure. There's no... So they monitor you during the whole time and after the Benadryl, after the hour. And then when I tell them, yeah, you know, I've been perfectly fine, you know, going home and had no problems, then they can say, well, we can see after, I don't know, I'm just going to make a number here, say six infusions that you have no problems. We can definitely put you on the four hour infusion then. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Yes. So you kind of have to test it out first. Yeah, to, to see how it how it goes. And then it goes from there, yeah. And when, when it first starts, it's, um, if I remember correctly, you get the infusion, and I believe it might be, I don't know, don't quote me, six weeks maybe, and then you have the second infusion, and then you do every six uh, months after that then. Okay. Because there's two initial doses, and then it's six months on a regular basis after that. So with the every six months or twice a year, depending on 
how one chooses to look at it. Um, so let me share the story. When I was taking Rebif, um, it's an injection uh, that you do three times a week. After a while, it started to become a little tedious to not only myself, uh, but my lifestyle. Now, obviously, I went through a bit of a change of lifestyle. You know, again, you know the story, COVID, diagnosis, same, you know. But that didn't escape me that, like, on an average Friday night, I would need to check my phone because the alarm went off because at 8, 8 p.m., I need to get myself ready to inject myself, you know. And, and there was a point where it just became so disheartening. I felt like I was tethered to this medication, you know. And that alone was kind of driving me nuts. But on top of that, the side effect of the medication was <laughs> severe depression, um, which wasn't helping anything, you know. Like, so I was in a no-win situation here. Um, and I couldn't necessarily go off that medication right away because of COVID and they needed to see how my body was going to adapt to it. And is it actually effective as the medication? And it's just the side effects sucked, you know? So there was a lot going on. That's what I'm oh, trying yeah. to say. Okay. So if I was feeling tethered just to the medication, I was certainly being beaten down by all the periphery of it, right? The depression, the sort of, okay, here we go. Now I have to order it again and deal with specialty markets. And there's always a mix up. And my question is this. I know you don't have a data to work off of otherwise, but in your experience of going every six months, twice a year to get the infusion. And now that you're on a more uh, quicker, expedited, I guess, mm -hmm. yeah. drip, um, do it, how does that impact you psychologically? Do you feel freer? Do you feel like MS and its medication and, and the sort of bag of shit that comes with MS, it's not as heavy for you? Oh, absolutely. You know? Okay. So when I was first diagnosed and they did the initial MRI, it showed that I had lesions just... Uh, you know, obviously all throughout the brain. Mm -hmm. So then it, uh, originally I was going to go on a very similar medication that you were on, where it was going to be injections three days a week. And then I told my doctor, I'm like, yeah, no. And my husband said, I don't think you're going to want to do that. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I had the pill option. Okay. So I said, yeah, we'll do the pills. And that would be daily, that one? I think it would have been okay. daily, every yeah. day. Okay. So then they did MRIs on my spine immediately afterwards and then they called me back and they're like yeah it's all throughout your spine too so we're going to put you on a more aggressive medication which okay. is the ocrevus uh you know twice a year which it's funny to say this but it worked out for my advantage to have more <laughs> aggressive MS. You would never think you'd ever hear that, those those words ever silver, silver linings right but i'm like well the more aggressive form works better because you're less, again, less tethered to medication. And there were a lot of possibilities of different side effects with the pills. I think it was going to be less with the ocrevus. And so, you know, they said, yep, we'll, we'll start you on that. And I said, that's great. Yes, having it every six months, I don't think about that I have a MS. I, in fact, I very seldom do, to be quite honest, because... I have very little problems with that. I sometimes get numbness in the foot. I get some tendon issue going on in my right foot from now, now, now and then. I did just recently get a cane just in case I need it, and it's yeah. good to have it if, yeah. if I need it. Chances are I won't, but again, good to have it. So it's very 
yes, very freeing is what it boils down to because I, I just don't really think about it. That is an interesting point to bring up because there have been times, stretches of days, that I had to remind myself that I have MS. Which sounds crazy to say, you know, which again, which is, I'm thankful you're sitting here because if I said that to an empty room, <laughs> you know, I mean, A, no one would hear it, but B, like, it sounds like weird, like, I, I forget, you know, yeah. and then there's other days where it, it just reminds me, like, I don't have to go looking for it. It's like, hey, dude, <laughs> hey, you remember me? Um, but there is something so liberating. Oh, yeah. To saying, Especially in the early stages, I believe, when you're getting over the shock effect of, okay, there here's this major life-altering diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Now what? And you're, you're a normal person would be filled with anxiety and fear, and you know maybe some depression, of course, right? Uh, a, a mixed bag of emotions will hit you. And then you get to a point where you're like, wait, what was I so worked up about? I don't understand this. Like, oh, it's because I have MS. I forgot, you know? So how, how important is this to me? You know? Yeah. I don't know if you ever had that, that moment of like, is this as big as I'm making it to be? Oh, uh, yes. I have had that. You know? And then, you know, what comes in right after that, though, oddly, is like guilt, like self-guilt. Like, maybe I'm, I am making too big of a deal about this. And then one day you wake up and you can't feel half your body. And you go, oh, you know what? Here's the thing. I was not making a big deal about this. This is a big deal. Yes. But it's not constant. It may feel like it at times, right? I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I can only speak from my experience, you know. Um, But there are days where certainly it is the main attraction of your life. Yes, right. It I is, agree. It's an MS day, and that's what it's going to be. Um, you could you could cry, you could scream, you could punch a pillow, you could kick a baby. I tried it once. I got in trouble. Don't kick babies, is what I'm saying. But I, I you no. could lose your mind, and it's still not going to change the fact that not only do you have MS, but it is doing its thing on that day. Yep, and that's where learning acceptance, learning the understanding of, hey, this is the reality of the situation. Uh, you know, I might want it to be something else, but it isn't something else. It is what it is, as much as I hate that that phrase. Yes. Some days. Some days I love it. I have a love-hate <laughs> relationship with it is what it yes. is. But um, I, I think it goes a long way when you know, hey, um, my yearly forecast is on this date, and then six months later on this date, I go for a now four-hour uh, yeah. um, infusion. And I'm so happy to hear that you have relatively no ill side effects from it, both from the actual infusion, but even afterwards, that uh, it's been stabilizing your your illness. You know? yeah, yeah, it's funny how uh, friends of mine have said... Oh, the Benadryl just wipes me out, and I'm all tired afterwards, and I sleep during it, and I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. I play on my phone the whole time, and just has no effect on me at all. <laughs> but that's a good thing. <laughs> it, it, well, yes, it's a good thing, and it just goes to show that how individual this disease is. Oh, yes, that, yeah. I've learned that yeah. a lot. Yes. Because what, what might work for me maybe isn't different to you. Or what doesn't work for you is gold to Absolutely. me or to the next person, whatever. So it 
is one more layer on the crap sandwich that we got served mm -hmm. of I would like to be able to express myself. I would like to validate my own experience, but I'm doing it in a way to people that don't see anything. Mm -hmm. So they say, hey, you're, maybe you're making it up. Maybe you're faking it. Maybe it's all in your head. I have actually had that happen all oh. once, yes, where somebody actually told me maybe I was misdiagnosed because there are no physical symptoms with me, like, you know, outwardly, where I'm going to be, say, I don't know, falling or a leg issue, you know. There was a time where I was doing some falling, but that was before I was diagnosed, and I was right. too freaked out to even tell anybody, so I just secretly dealt with that and I've only had that happen just a couple of times since then I actually uh sometimes when I go to get up from the floor I'll have some fumbly legs going on the one time I lost my balance against the garage and I laugh about it now but I actually fell against the garage and scraped my forehead just, oh. just a little bit not the glasses off my face before I say that hurt those did you, did you get a little Harry Potter <laughs> a little <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, I don't have, you know, any outwardly symptoms. So, yeah, yeah one one person said, oh, maybe you were misdiagnosed. And I'm like, no, my, my MRIs are clear as day because I believe you were diagnosed with a lumbar puncture. Mm -hmm. And the doctor actually told me that if there's doubt, they will do a lumbar puncture. But he said, no doubt. I mean, I was just... Okay. Full. So oh, your please, your please. image was like screaming MS. Oh yeah. yeah they they okay. knew instantly called yeah. me that, that day you need to come in tomorrow and yeah. instantly said there's no doubt you are full of lesions and again and then it was all throughout my spine too. You are you have MS. And the way I felt in December with whole numbness on the left side of my body, which nobody up. could see yeah. in my left arm not and left hand not really working too well. Wow. Wow. But yeah. Well, how long did you I mean, the, the falling, was that a balance issue or just uh, a weakness of limb or? I don't do really know. Like okay. it, my legs just were so fumbly that I, yeah. I, I don't know. I'd be walking, thinking I'm walking fine. One foot would go in front of the other the wrong way. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'd end up on the floor. Then I'd go to stand back up again and back up on the floor. It happened a few times where that would happen. And yeah, it was weird. I'd just be walking normally. Fortunately, I never did it in public, which was good. Okay. I was very fortunate with that. But yeah, it was like one foot just decided to like trip the other and down I'd go. And I'm like, well, I guess if it doesn't clear up, I'll see the doctor. But I guess eventually, or maybe my mind just stopped noticing it where... Could be. I, I never did tell anybody. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the uh, often cliched knowledge is power right um it's fun fact it's not actually fun but it is a fact my high school had that that was kind of our motto right so it was like painted all over the walls like knowledge is power and you know as a freshman or as a kid i was like but four years in that hellish institution and uh you know yeah no knowledge is power that's a long preamble to get to what i really wanted <laughs> to talk about which was um should that type of thing, the what you just described, the one foot kind of stumbling in front of the neck, now knowing that you have MS, it's okay, I'm having an oopsie MS day. Yes. And we adapt and continue moving on. But without the knowledge of MS and your body is starting to essentially betray you, right? Mm-hmm. You, 
I couldn't blame you for not wanting to tell anyone or talk about it. It's almost embarrassing, right? You know, I, I'm falling for no reason. Yes. I fell into the garage. And, and again, we internalize that. I, I don't want to tell anyone. They'll think I'm filling the blank. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you, you figure it out. I have MS. You start to adapt to it. You start to accept the situation. It's not an overnight thing. You, you eventually just continue living your life in tandem with understanding more about the illness that you now know you have. Mm-hmm. And you adapt, like I said. You just say, okay, if I, if I can't walk like I used to, at least let me grab a cane mm-hmm. and get a little support. This way I won't fall again. At least I have a third leg, essentially. Yes. You know? So, and I know we talked about it. You mentioned that you, you went out and got a cane. Mm-hmm. And serendipitously, the same weekend, I stumbled across a cane and picked one up. Because <laughs> 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 great minds think alike. They That's do. why. Yeah. Um, I had a bit of a, a moment with that cane, though. Because... Felt like I was crossing the Rubicon. It was tough for a moment uh, until I just reminded myself, "Hey, um, this is what an adaptation looks like." When I I when I thought about that, say like months ago, or when I when I first joined the support group and I saw people with wheelchairs or people with walkers, that freaked me out. Thinking, yeah. "Is that going to be me someday?" Right. And there was a time quite a, you know, a little while ago where I thought, oh my gosh, I, I could never go and get a walker or say a cane. But it just so happened, I my lower back hurts no matter what, MS or not. I've got nothing to do with MS. And Who doesn't have lower back pain? Yeah, and so we were, <laughs> um, my husband and I were walking around in Teak Mall and my lower back was just screaming and I'm like, I don't know, it just kind of hit me. I felt really comfortable. I'm like... So I think I'm going to get a cane today. Just like that. And yeah. so we were, you know, walking around and I started looking at different ones, found one that I really liked. And I'm like, so I did it. And it just didn't even bother me or phase me. It just needed to be on my terms. And That's when it, it was on my terms, I was perfectly comfortable with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That Could you just repeat that? Because I need the whole world to hear that. Yes. When it's on my terms. When it's on my terms. Yeah. Then I was completely fine with it. Yeah. God, but but it had that. to be me doing it yeah on the way i wanted to and it just didn't even bother me i love every syllable in that sentence <laughs> <laughs> on my terms um that is where accountability and control and ownership comes yeah. right um because otherwise it's it's imprisonment yes you know it's it's someone dictating your life to you and that someone might not be a doctor or, you know, whatever. It might be your MS, you know, this weird gargoyle that lives in your body that's causing all these, you know, nibbling on the cords, you know, like yeah. a gremlin. And you're like, dude, I don't, I don't want to be a cane guy. Um, but when you put the power of your own conscious belief system behind it and you say, oh, yeah, yeah, it, no, no, it feels right. Yep. Let's go get a cane. Then you buy the the nastiest, most awesome cane you can. Well, you know? and then on a really funny side note, uh, you know, if you're going to get a cane, you might as well have some fun with it. That's right. So I blinged mine up and customized it, and I like minions, and I'm not, I have no problem saying that. I have a whole slew of stuffed minions at my house, and I have a whole bunch of minion stickers. 
So I put me in stickers all over my cane and varnished it all up real good. And so mine is customized. You have a minion cane. I do. Banana. And probably not many people can say they have that. So. Banana. 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 Yes, I love it. I love minions. <laughs> I want a cane that shoots poison darts. <laughs> It's like a James, like a James Bond cane, you know, um, because there's a lot of people that I think merit um, that. I do agree with that, but not like deadly point. I don't, you know, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but what the darts are actually filled with dog poop. <laughs> Same. I love that more. Yeah, and and then you just and then people are like, ah, I got this little splooch of what appears to be dog poo. Um, I wonder why, and people are like, because everything we say is dog poo. You know, it's probably, mm -hmm. and then I secretly, I'm like, I'm giggling in the corner. Yes. Because no one's going to mess with the guy with the cane because, you know, uh, well, what's his deal? It, yeah, you nobody know? would ever suspect it. Yeah. So, um, all I'm saying is this. If you come, if you're near me and you suddenly have dog poop splattered on you, 99% <laughs> chance it's me doing it. I'm just going to let you know. Yeah. But I don't, don't come up to me. Don't talk to me about it. Just accept the poo and move on with your life. <laughs> Adjust some habits. Or do something. Reevaluate your life. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why we get off on these tangents. Um, they are fun, though. You know, I wanted to ask you, because now you have a little bit of um, time between the diagnosis and, and today. So you've, you know, started to settle into mm -hmm. the, the newness, the new, new normal of, yes. of living with MS. Have you reflected upon certain habits or just, you know, attributes of, of your own that, that have modified and changed? And what do you think about those? Like, how has MS changed your life, basically, I guess would be a good question. It's changed my life in a lot of positive ways. Oh, and, and I can't, uh, honestly, I don't really know how it's affected my life, which is going to probably sound weird to say negatively, mm -hmm. but might be like physically wise, but not mindset wise. It's, I've learned so much about myself. I feel like I'm so much stronger than I realized I was. Yeah. When I was first diagnosed, uh, obviously the anxiety, I did a lot of crying. What is MS? I only knew what the, like the initials MS. I'd only heard of that. I had no clue what it was. How is this going to affect me? Am I going to end up, you know, in a wheelchair or right. I have to change like how I live in my house, like just so many thoughts. But then I got through that, found the support group, started talking to people, you know, who have helped me so much, um, got myself into a lot of self-help books. And yeah, it's just changed my mindset. And one of the things is that it's just made me so much appreciative for life in general. Yeah. You know, I've always been an optimistic person, but it just makes me so grateful for each day and try, I really try to live in the present moment mm -hmm. so much more than I did in the past. A good example is when my sister comes up from Florida every year okay. and I plan a whole eight, nine days with her of what we're doing. And sometimes what we're doing that day, I'll be like, oh yeah, in a couple of days we're going to be doing here or we're going to be going here tomorrow. And now it's like, nah appreciate well I'm, I'm here right now and the sun is shining and it's a beautiful day and we're laughing I try to live in that present moment and just grasp it so much more than I did before so that that is something that it's really taught me a yeah. lot I have a stone in my car that says the word gratitude I love it. just be thankful for the nice weather the company in the car where I'm going what I'm doing yeah. 
yeah, it's just really opened my eyes to that so much more. It is transformational, uh, the, the entire process. Yes. Um, and again, you know, just like MS is different <clears throat> for everyone, the reaction or the response and the transformation from it or of it is going to be as individual as, as the person. Um, but there is that common thread. I, I, when I speak to people with MS, there's that common thread of gratitude. If you would have come up to me three plus years ago and been like, Hey, uh, you know, incurable illness, gratitude. What are, you know, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know I mean? yep. So I can understand someone who, who hasn't had the experience or has never been exposed to anyone going through an experience similar to that. Um, they would say, well, you're obviously burying some emotions and you're putting on this like fake face of everything's good. And it's, you know, the sort of toxic positivity, mm -hmm. which does exist, uh, by the way, but it's not, it's not in this case, in my, not in my case and not in your no. case. You know, I know you well enough to say that, that, um, I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's the, the facing of one's own mortality, mm -hmm. you know? Um, maybe it's more of a deeper spiritual experience someone might have in those dark, dark, dark moments. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, again, it would be different for everybody. Um, but when you started noticing that you were like, Hey, this, this present moment right here, this is something special. Yes. Did you like, did you try to find exercises or practices that would help? you know, sort of sustain that for you? Or did you just let it happen? Or what was your approach to okay. it? Because I'm always curious about yep. how people... So I'm going to go know. back and then I'll touch on that. Okay. So something really, really funny for the listeners. I think they'll get a good kick out of this. So the first time I met you... Yeah. We talked... From, you hated me. Yes. And I'm actually <laughs> going to touch base on that. And I'm not afraid to say that, which is really funny. This is, this is going to be a hysterical moment right now. I'll be honest. First time I met talk, he goes, something to the effect that congratulations, this is the best thing that, that uh, will happen to you. Yeah. yeah I like... gave him the biggest what the fuck look. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to say that because I thought he was out of his mind. I really did. Wait, can, was... we, can we set the stage properly? Though? Yes. If we're gonna... Okay, so. Yes, we can. Um... We can. I was at a support group meeting yes. and it's full of women who are like in their seventies and they're fine. They're great. They're mm -hmm. nice people. Mm -hmm. but they're just, it's not my scene, you know? And I wasn't even going to go to that meeting. I'd been going every month and it, I just wasn't getting what I thought I needed from it. I'm not saying it's bad support. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it wasn't the support I thought I needed at the time. Uh, and I wasn't even going to go that day. And something told me just internally, you should go. Like it was in, intuitive whatever and i'm like, all right yeah yeah you're right i should probably just go be around people that whatever you walked in and i knew it i was like whoa she was just diagnosed because i saw that look on your face i had seen it in the mirror too so i know that look and that just right? surprises me i mean yeah. i know how i felt but <laughs> that that does surprise me i read it you know right off the get so um so as as that group, you know, the, I'm explaining this to the listening mm -hmm, audience. Mm -hmm. uh, the group was was fine, but we would go around the table and everyone would give their like three or four minute. This is my story, you know. 
And a lot of the women, great, but they've been mm-hmm. they've been with MS for like probably since Reagan was in office, right? And half of them still walk in with strollers and go, I'm not even sure if I have MS. A, why are you here then? And B, uh, that stroller tells me a different story. But maybe you're lonely and just want to be around sick people. I don't know. But that was what I meant, that that wasn't support for me. Mm -hmm. Those people that were just, they felt mired in whatever they were in, and nobody was striving to get to another level with it. You know, that was my interpretation Mm -hmm. of it. So again, I'm not putting them down necessarily. It sounds like I am, but I'm not. Um, But you walk in and we start telling our stories. And I remember telling my story. I don't know what variation of it, but it was about, hey, okay, so this happened and it kind of sucks. Here's two or three things that aren't really going my way right now, but this is how I plan on turning this boat around. And I remember thinking, nobody else talks like this in this group. Correct. Yeah. Uh, And it was at that point I decided this is probably going to be my last time at that group, or at least I'll take a little break because I wasn't getting anything out of it. It really didn't wasn't adding value to my mm-hmm. life and it was taking a couple hours out of my day. But after the meeting, you walked up to me. Now I want to make sure this is clear to everybody. I do not go jumping into people's worlds. <laughs> I was just putting my coat on. You and I got a tap on my shoulder. Yes. And yep. you go ahead and tell your story from there. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so when I first meet somebody, I'm a bit shy at first. So yeah, I just gently tapped him on the arm and said something to the effect of, can we talk? And then, yeah, we spent like a good half hour mm-hmm. after that meeting just talking. And I was obsessed with the thought of, I'm just going to live a flare-up for the rest of my life. And one of the biggest things you said uh, was, uh, say, if you get a flare-up and not when you get a flare-up. Yeah. And that was huge because my mindset was, well, when I get a flare-up, well, when? Because I just thought I was going to have them all the time. And so I did have to change my thought because when I would catch myself saying that, I would change it to F. Mm -hmm. And it did take some time. And so after a few months, I stopped thinking that way altogether. And now now it's not even a thought. I haven't had a flare-up, knock on wood, since I was first diagnosed, December 2021. So, yes. So when we went around, something, like like you said, yours was so, your story was so different than everybody else's. And so I'm like, yeah, he's the one to talk to after the meeting. I'm definitely going to talk to him, plus you're the closest in age to me also. Yeah. The women are much older in the group. Yeah. And so, yeah, then you tell me, congratulations, this is the best thing that will happen to you. And I'm going... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, but the way I feel right now, you're on your mind. Because I was, like you said, he could tell I was diagnosed because I was really in the pits. Because I was diagnosed in December, January, I was really down. And then the end of January, I looked up support groups. I'm like, I really need to find somebody who lives with us and see how they deal with it. Mm -hmm. So the end of January, I looked it up and I just missed the one in January. Darn, Okay. I'll go to the one in February, and I'm so glad I did because, yeah. you know, we started talking and, and that. And, yeah, I was really down, but... I don't remember saying that, <laughs> but I also totally believe you when you said, I said that because it's something I would say. And that's half my problem is I have no filter. But I saw it on your face. You know, you were just like, you were freaked out. 
Oh, yeah. You were yes. about an inch away from a downward spiral. Yeah, I, I was really in the dumps. And I just was like, congratulations, because life is great after this point. And you were not having any of that statement. No, not that <laughs> not, day. Not no. at that moment. Not you, at that moment. But if if my cane shoots poop, your eyes were shooting laser. Because <laughs> you were like, I just came over here and introduced myself, so, and you know. <laughs> but I'm grateful that you that we actually we did we talked for a while. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, when you said, well, when I have, and I said if if if. Like, let's, let's nip that right now. Yes. And I did. It took time, but I did. Right. You know, like, is the, the, are the odds of a a, relapse, are the odds of a relapse more likely given that you have MS? Yes. Compared to a normal person Mm -hmm. or a healthy person. Mm -hmm. Um, But that doesn't mean it will. You know? Exactly. And, and, And I had, yeah. It took time, but I had to yeah. change the the mindset on that. And like I said, and now I'm just, yeah, I look at life differently. Yeah. I'm so grateful and appreciative for each day because, <laughs> yeah, for the most part, I don't have issues. So I'm very fortunate with that. Yeah. yeah. No, you are. You're, um, compared to, to my saga of absurdity. Because I've actually been told easy. at one point, too, I have a convertible, and so I'm Always out joyriding, and I. He's got a fast car. <laughs> and so I've actually had somebody tell me, "Oh yeah, he doesn't bother her at all. She's got her top down." And I'm like, "I'm sorry. Everybody's completely different." Yeah. I don't have heat issues. I don't know that. I can only speak for myself. That's me. Yeah. I can't explain. Well, it. even right there. But like, every, everybody's you don't have so to different. Explain. No, I don't. You know, it's it's. Not like, everybody has things. Like, let, there's another bud that needs to be nipped. This is not just for you. This is for everybody listening. Like, stop explaining yourself, mm-hmm. especially to people who do not want to hear an explanation. Like, I don't owe anyone an explanation for how I choose to live my life. Exactly. You know what I mean? So if someone's like, well, you have a cane, but you don't really need a cane. What do you? No, I... <clears throat> I'm not even going to explain this to you. Yep. Get away from me. The energy that is stolen from engaging with that kind of person. Yes. It might not even be the person. It's just their mindset on life. Like, they're miserable. And they want you to be miserable. And when you're not miserable, they get more miserable. Mm -hmm. And then they try to make you miserable. And when you can't get miserable by their miserability, their miserabiliness goes into miserabilitonian. I'm making up words now. You know what I mean, though? (laughs) Yeah, just... It just keeps spiraling. Yeah. So you have to stop and go, okay, what, what is this person or this thing or the whatever? You know, it's not always a person. It's usually a person. It's always a person. People are the worst. Um, what is this adding to my life? Like, exactly. is this, like, what is this? What is that? This is a headache every time I encounter it. Um, so maybe I should stop giving myself yep. a headache and just, okay, hey. Like, I will, I will never, ever, ever even think about telling somebody, oh, well, you don't have that problem. You know, that's awesome. It's awesome you don't. Like, I, yeah. I wouldn't never even think of that. Because, you know, one of the biggest eye-openers, you know, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know what MS was, is that it affects everybody so differently. I mean, there's a whole slew. I know you did a podcast the one time where you mentioned some of, some of the symptoms that people can have. And it's completely different for mm-hmm. everybody. 
Yeah, the fact that neither you or I um, have to be in a wheelchair mm -hmm. doesn't make us better MSers than you know. It's why it, why 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 create dividing lines? Exactly. You know that we're we're all fighting. This something is one together. community. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and so doesn't it actually work to our advantage to be able to share? My insights, your insights, the next person's, everyone, even if they are one of those miserable, you know, people, the les mis, if you will. Um, I, I do want to engage with those people to a degree just to say, hey, is this where your mind is at? Is this how you're viewing this entire situation? And if it's working for you, fine. You know, keep on. Keep on keeping on. Um, but just as an aside, you seem miserable. So is there anything we could do to maybe work together to... Maybe bring some new mm -hmm. sun sunlight, like literally pulling the curtains open wide and letting the sun beat through on their life and saying, you're looking at this through darkness. Let's look at it through a more optimistic point of view. Like, how can we help you get to that place? Yeah. What What's going to need it? You know, because some people need they they fall on religion, for instance, is you know, obviously uh, pretty popular. <laughs> has been for a while. Yep. I don't know. Go figure. doesn't matter what religion, just religion. Right. It's a belief system that's bigger and outside of themselves. Uh, it doesn't take a big leap to go from, uh, a, a, you know, an incurable disease, a diagnosis of that, to, oh, there's a higher power involved. I'm not condoning it mm -hmm. nor putting it down. I'm just saying it is an a avenue that people go down, and it's an easy one to start on because there's history there. There's something. Uh, pick up a book, and that religion will spell it out for you, yeah. whatever that religion is. So again, if that's the belief system someone wants to get into, that, that's awesome. Like, if it's helping you, it's awesome. I don't care what it is. If it's helping you and you're becoming better, then continue. But if what you're into or not into or not reading or not, you know, exposing yourself to is actually continuing to make you miserable and dumpy and, you know, hating on life, and then that ripples out to the people around you, that should be looked at. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I knew I just went in, say, three months, you know, December, because I, I went numb, I think, might have been the day after Thanksgiving. It was right in there was when I experienced the numbness in my side. And so you figure from then, all of December, all of January, the majority of February, after that, I knew I, I couldn't keep being in this mindset. It, it was not good. And I'm like, I really need help. I didn't want to keep living that way at all. Yeah. That that was not good. That was, uh, was that your rock bottom, do you think? For me it was, yeah. 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 The good news about rock bottom is this. Um, there's one direction after that point. Yeah. And life has been really good since. Yeah. And that, that really warms my heart to yes. hear that. You yeah. Know. Life has been very good yeah. since. Because you are moving and grooving. You're out yes. there. You're doing yes. things. Yeah, so going back to what you said about how MS has affected me. Oh my God, that was 20 minutes ago. It was, so now I'm just going to loop back into that for a moment because I'm going to loop into something else. I, I'm so glad because my, my short-term memory sucks that I forgot we even talked about that, and you're absolutely right, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. So I was pretty much done with that, but I had said else to that. So uh, I've gotten such huge confidence. Mm. Since being diagnosed, I ended up telling my whole department where I work, roughly between 35 and 40 people. If you told me I was going to talk to all of them 
pre-MS, I've been like, no. Post-MS, yeah, I want to tell my story. Yeah. And I, I would actually, looking into possible opportunities, you know, yeah. say next year, of sharing my story and telling people how it's changed my mindset because... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's that's the word I want to get out to people is how it can change your mindset and um, you know yeah change change your mindset and, and be present and live in the now and the positive things that you can think of you can turn a tragedy into a triumph and yeah, I, I can yeah. use this for my you know to help people. Mm -hmm. I I have no I have no idea what you're talking about that does. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. That whole thing is not at all relatable to me. <laughs> I think that's why we get along because we both just sort of see it a similar way, a very similar way. Yes. And that, um, yeah, it's all, it's all your mindset. It's yes. the sort of crux of this whole podcast too. It's not really about MS. It's just the MS is the driving force behind it. Um, but I was faced with a very similar thing of, okay, um, I have more information now. Um, mm -hmm, I'd rather not have to deal with this, but you know, here we go. Let me get into the right state of mind that I can gear up for this battle, right? Um, I was fortunate in a lot of ways that a lot of what I understand today, I intuitively knew before my diagnosis. So it wasn't that much of a leap it's not like I got diagnosed, I read a book, you know, and then that changed my life. It was, oh, yeah, there's going to have to be some tweaks. I'm going to have to make some lifestyle changes. I may have to change how I view certain things in my life. I'm, I'm going to have to be willing to sacrifice and let things go in order to get to where I want to go. That sounds great as a bumper sticker. The only problem is I don't know where I'm supposed to be going. So <laughs> am I even on the right direction? All right. And that causes some anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Mindset is, why do you have to go somewhere? I mean, we, we sort of hang on to this thing where we call it the journey. And it is. I mean, life is a journey. Mm -hmm. This is one leg of it. It's the MS journey. It's just going to be the same path for the rest of my life because it ain't going anywhere. But we tend to think of journey as like, okay, well, when we get to the end of this. All right, well, the end is death. Like, you'll just, you'll breathe out one time, and that'll be it. There just won't be that second in-breath, you know? Like, that's it. That's death. Whatever you want to do. You want to talk about the afterlife. You want to talk about your soul. This, I, we could have that discussion. I'm down for that, but not right now. But the point is, we all have the same end goal. And then we tend to treat the journey as, like, how quickly can we get to the end goal, except we don't want to get there. So that causes a lot of suffering and strife in people's lives and when i got diagnosed it was during a global pandemic right at the beginning so it wasn't like we were used to the pandemic it wasn't mm -hmm. like oh there's been three months of this i, I kind of have a grasp, you know i got a grasp on this okay i'll wear a mask no it was like a week into quarantine i got to leave the house i had the prestigious honor of walking into a medical facility with a pillowcase over my face like some sort of bandito <laughs> some dollar store yeah. bandit you know and yeah. and they were like yeah it's ms but we don't really know what covid is and we don't know how it's going to impact you so 
let's start you on Rebif and uh, because we don't know what else to do. Normally, we wouldn't start people on this drug, but I don't know. Figure it out. Wow. That was kind of it. And everyone was so preoccupied with COVID. I mean, not that the world should stop and pay attention to me, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, everyone was impacted by that. So no one was really like, hey, let's check in on Tom. He seems quiet, you know, or why would you, you know? Yeah. So I'm not mad at the world that they didn't like fall to my feet. I'm like, oh my God. But there was something in that, the challenge of that, you know, I was like, I was juggling more than one thing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You were going yeah. through a lot. Yeah, quite a lot. And I don't talk about all of it on, uh-huh. on this podcast. Uh-huh. You and I have had deeper discussions mm-hmm. on that. So I think, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know better than most a lot. Very true. A lot of change, a lot of, um, a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but what I just did was ramble and I totally forgot my point. So welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to MS, everyone. Um <laughs> and then sometimes I can get people back on track like I did earlier and then other times like right now I, I can't <laughs> well so um, Nancy I, I think it's fairly apparent that both of our MS brains are having an MS day right now. yes yes <laughs> Feels like a good time to say uh, thank you very much. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Think Well, Think Better. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are intended for informational entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted for professional medical advice. I realize our time is our most valuable resource. So if you chose to spend yours with me today, thank you very much. And if you found this podcast helpful, please like and subscribe to be notified when new episodes are released. If you found value in this podcast, why not share it and recommend it with a friend to help grow and support awareness for the MS community. As always, you can join the conversation on Instagram at thinkwellthinkbetter underscore podcast or email me at thinkwellthinkbetter at gmail.com. Love you all. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.